I want to talk about student evaluations and uh, student evaluations of teaching, I guess, in the acronym is SET. I, I learned about that the last little bit because I was looking this up. I put a, a video on TikTok that ultimately went viral. Uh, two videos, one of them sort of describing somebody was like looking at my right, my professor. You could look it up. It's David Maslach. I don't care. Um, and uh, they were saying, this is the worst ones I've ever seen. Okay, fair enough, right? Um, I think that they're a one out of five, but um, I I, you know, I'm going to talk about that. Um, and then I put another video up that just basically said, you know, remember that, that professors are, are humans too when you go through your teaching evaluations. Um, and, you know, the first point, Right, I want to address this right now. What you don't understand is that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, um, and, and and not whining in any sort of way. It's clearly stating, you know, the sort of artifacts that happen is that uh, those rate my professor uh, comments are highly, highly. There's a huge selection, and this is what normally happens. I care about my course, so I send people to the honor um, honor code process. Basically, you know, students cheating. And uh, when that happens, lo and behold, there's a whole bunch of people cheating during COVID, right? Um, that they got to do these take-home exams. And I literally would watch, you know, exams at, at like 30 times, 30x. And you can see people teaching. Surprise, surprise, right? It would pop up. And then surprise, surprise, when I do that, um, you know, ultimately there will be a a review that's left on my rate my professor that is negative wow surprise surprise that is happening another thing that was happening is that you know there was one year there's actually so so i got rid of group projects um i was doing them for about three years and what was happening was that students would be copying somebody in their group there'd be like groups of four i believe no groups of five and one of the students would inevitably copy something from Wikipedia. Um, and it would be like the first thing that would show up. And, they, you know, like this stuff's really easy to spot. It's the first thing that ever shows up. Um, people don't understand how the Internet works. It's not everybody doesn't get their own kind of, you know, information that's presented to them. If you type in what is um, broccoli, oh, my God, the first website that pops up is broccoli, a website by, by Wikipedia or or a website that's from the Broccoli Association describing the exact words. Oh my God. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of stuff happened. Uh, and then another thing that happened was that um, there was a, a question that we had that we experimented for one semester that was just atrocious. It was kind of a novel way of doing it that was assigned by a textbook. Um, and what we would do would be an adaptive question, except for it was just a complete disaster. Um, it was this Avon question. You could look that up. And it was a complete disaster and didn't do a very good job. And, but once you put in instruction, you can't, like, reverse that, right? Like, that is a serious endogeneity issue. And, and it, lo and behold, I almost always curve grades up. No, that was the other thing. So um, throughout the semester, the students' grades would be low. Um, and then at the end, uh, inevitably, I'd curve everybody's grades up. And so even if you did an assessment of this, it would look like their grades are all really good. Um, and 
you know, you looked at my teaching ratings, you'd be like, oh my, oh, I don't know what's going on. Well, it's because their teaching rate or their their um, you know their their grades were were low until the end of the semester when I curved things up. Okay, so all of that's cleared out, right? Like all of this stuff is really, if you look at the, you just Google the sort of effectiveness of the stuff, and it's and it's abysmal. Teaching ratings are abysmal in terms of their effectiveness of what's actually going on. And I'm going to sort of describe, you know, what are people picking up? And there's a whole bunch of biases against, you know, women, uh, minorities and women, people have ac accents, you know, this is all like really clear. And then there's a, there's, there's a series of papers out now that's really cool because I looked these up um, that they're, uh, that, that if you have high teaching ratings, not only, or if you have high grades, not only does that correlate to high teaching rates, uh, ratings, surprise, surprise, but, um, you know, the more sketchy part is that you actually have less understanding if you have high teaching ratings, the students overall have less understanding, and then subsequent courses, they have um, less, um, you know, they perform less, which is crazy, right? That, that means that there is actually um, a penalty for teaching ratings for students because they're not understanding what's going on. And I'm gonna give you sort of the assessment of what happens in these ratings, right? So initially I thought that they would be very um, informative, right? But when you start going through them and the qualitative comments, because I read them all, I read them every year because I wanna make sure that my course is legit, but they're always like on very superficial things. Right, like um, th there's too much there's too much content um, that you should speak more clearly. You should speak more. Con I used to you know, always get, especially early on, you should speak more confidently. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm gonna turn how I how I speak. He speaks and he says a too much. I, I remember that one. I was like, what? I'm Canadian, right? Like, like really kind of stupid things. And there's say you had um, 30 comments or be one that was actually intelligent that would be but be um, helpful but it was always on the presentation of what was going on and presentation is, is a lot different than actual content it was almost never about the content and that's where it's like um, so there's there's two moments right that that are completely failing with this um, it's not that it's good, you know, feedback, whatever, right? But um, feedback's feedback. But here's the thing. There is no uh, way that we can actually attach that to improving what's going on. What you actually have to do is have another instructor, an actual teacher come into your class and walk you through how to actually improve these things um, rut routinely, Right, like actually do deliberate learning within the classroom and how to actually improve these things. Well, universities are never going to provide the support for anything like that. They are, they don't, they're just not going to provide the budget for anything like that where you actually have support um, and where it's sort of closing what's actually going on, right? Because there are moments or certain things that you say that are sometimes triggers um, to students to make them, un, um, you know, that, that say certain things or, you know, the course is, is set up in a certain way that there is a moment that this happens. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the second component of it um, is often it's situational, 
right? And and, and that is the, the challenging part with it is that when you get up and you present material and, and you have to evaluate people, it doesn't matter who the actual instructor is. It doesn't. Um, what's happening is that we are given a criteria that we need to make sure that there's a distribution in our class. And as long as we have that distribution, there's always gonna be people that are winners and losers in the class. And that's a horrible thing to do, um, but that's how it sort of is set up. And so we can, we can have the evaluation being set by a monkey or a machine, but we're still gonna get the same results. There's gonna be people that are upset with their grades um, at the lower end and, and okay or silent at the, at, the, um, at the upper end, right? And lo and behold, we have an emotional negative reaction when somebody evaluates you negatively. But like, you know, wow. Um, so what, and, and then of course, the loudest people are always gonna be the ones that are, as, that, you know, have sort of negative evaluations. Um, so what I want you, and it even goes for professors, right? Like me talking about teaching evaluations. If I had high teaching evaluations all the time, do you think I would ever like comment on this? No, I would be the one that would be like, oh, I'm a stellar teacher, I'm amazing, right? I'm gonna defend that my position that teaching evaluations are completely valid and, and their assessment of you know the quality of education, all this kind of stuff, right? It's garbage. Um, so, you know, we have to sort of remove these components of it and, and take a step back and say, hey, is this actually allowing education to improve? And, you know, the, the answer is no, because um, there are these, the, the situational um, aspects of it, but also there is a sort of component, the situational that doesn't matter who it is, right? Like people are gonna be upset with the evaluator. Um, it, it, and, and it doesn't matter how you do it, people are gonna be upset, right? We've seen this on social media, that people are upset with a damn algorithm. It's a damn algorithm. It's a computer program and people are upset with it. Um, like it's got no emotion, right? And somehow we, we personified and, uh, and, and turned it into the devil of the algorithm, right? And even, even business professors do this. You know how many times I've heard this kind of stuff? It's garbage. Um, but, you know, what we have to sort of think about, right, is take a step back and say, hey, what can we improve? How can we make this better? What's actually going on? So what we can do is, is close the loop a little bit more, right? So don't focus on the feedback itself because that is not, um, I would actually remove that out completely, teaching evaluations and, and, and focus on expert teaching um, uh, you know, assessment, not necessarily assessment, because that usually what, that's all that usually happens is that there's this, some stupid assessment that happens um, and nothing is made of it, but actually get people to walk through everybody else's courses and, and you know, help them through and say, hey, this is what we need to do. This is where we need to improve. Um, you might want to do this, but that requires a significant effort that is just not possible. So here's the reason why it's not possible, right? It's not only budgets, but um, the only metric in the university system, the only metric that truly matters is your research publications. Why does that, right? So if you're a professor, um, if you don't have research publications, you are fired. 
Uh, and I know that sounds bad, but that's literally what the case is, right? So teaching, if it means like one semester that you get a publication out and you actually get um, keep your job, um, and it means that you are not going to do well in teaching that semester, you're going to spend all of your effort um, making sure that you do a good job of, of doing that research rather than, than the teaching. This is what happens. I know that this is like scary and some people don't like that, but that's the, that's what happens. This is like the normative part of it. It's not prescriptive. It's called prescriptive where you sort of say, this is what we should do. This is what actually happens. Um, and, you know, if we actually look at that, that means that we just don't have um, you know, the priority for that. And the reason is, is that universities will not prioritize that because it's a squishy evaluation, right? What does that mean? It's subjective, right? We, we can't put um, an objective number on what it means to be a academic, a person in that particular care, um, area. And the only objective thing that we have is, are they doing a good research? Um, you know, are they doing good research? Right, so the challenge um, is not necessarily, it's not the professor, it's the system that is, is um, and it's not antiquated, it's actually a pretty modern um, system. It, it's correlating um, measurable outcome that one sees to the worth of an individual. And we can't possibly do that um, and unless we are giving you know, we can't do that with a sort of squishy sides of, you know, assessing people, um, the subjective sides of assessing people, or we can't necessarily look at, can we improve the learning outcome? Um, and, and then, you know, the other one challenging thing, before I go, the other challenging thing is statistically, we know they're completely invalid. And what you need from simple statistics, you need 30 observations of an individual um, either widely varying across many situations, many schools, many courses, or narrowly defined within a particular course to get an actual assessment uh, of, uh, you know, individuals teaching ability. But here's the thing, by the time we get that, that is seven over seven years out, four times seven. We know the 30 number comes from statistics. Um, and you can look it up, it's intro to statistics will tell you the 30 you need. Um, and so we actually need um, seven years of data of somebody teaching the same course in the same university to actually have a good assessment of a particular individual. The rest of it is actually um, looking at statistical anomalies and you're thinking of like what is actually happening between um, semesters or between between classes. So, um, you know, that is that's untenable, right? Because that means so the average person goes up for tenure at about year five or six. That means you're getting assessed for something based on a poor statistical measure. Um, and and um, in, in fact, it's unfair. In fact, it's probably, uh, if you were to look at the true, if you're being assessed solely on that, it's probably actually against the law. Um, but of course you can't do that, right? That's, that's not how the university system works and there'll be some justification there, but you know, looking at it, um, you know, it, is, it, is, it is a poor measure. Of, of performance in any sort of way. So that's it. Um, 
how can we improve it? There's actually great ways that we can improve it by using experts and consultants um, coming into the classroom, helping you, you know, guiding you to become a better teacher um, in very different, you know, various different ways. How can we, um, can we learn anything from actual teaching evaluations? The comments and the feedback, very little provides very little substantive information. The only way that we can actually assess that is if we have um, probably about 20 years of data after the fact, by the time you can, you can assess real performance outcomes of the students and look at how they actually evaluate or evaluated or how they have done in their life. Um, and let me give you a quick example. Um, one of the courses I hated the most in my undergrad was material science. Professor just didn't do a very good job. You know, a course that pops into my head the uh, most was that damn material science course that I learned. Um, so, you know, as I've gotten older, so he was probably actually a super effective teacher, but at the time I didn't know. When I was 20, I didn't know that that was actually happening. Um, and, and, you know, I just want you to be well aware that, um, that these things are very difficult to measure and they actually not, not good measures of performance. Um, and we need to take a step back and sort of reassess how it means to do university education. All right, take care. Have a wonderful day. Bye.